everybody and welcome to this week's show. So tonight um, Ed and I are going to watch and chat about the 80s action martial arts spectacular Bloodsport. So um, yeah we're going to go to the Kumite with uh, J... We're going to go to the Kumite with JCVD, which does sound like some kind of sexually transmitted disease, but we falsely mean Jean-Claude Van Damme, aka the original Predator. Yes, that's right, Van Damme was in Predator. This is definitely one of my favourite martial arts classics, along with a lot from Bruce Lee, like Enter the Dragon, Fists of Fury. I love Fists of Fury. And uh I love Enter the Dragon, but I do love Fists of Fury. Yeah. Kumute, Kumute. If I remember correctly as well, yeah, Forrest Whitaker's in this. That's right. Oscar yeah. winner Forrest Whitaker. And Bolo Young. It looks like it definitely looks like a set, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Here we go. They've had to slow Bolo Young down amongst all the other martial artists to show the power of their moves. Styles out there, mate. Kung Fu. (laughs) (laughs) So, can you remember what sort of styles we've got in here? I know there's like, is there a capoeira? Um, there's obviously some form of it's karate. He's karate. got the um, he's just a brawler, isn't he? The yeah. American dude, but he's he's got some wrestling in there, yeah, as well. Sumo. Sumo. Yeah. So it's basically E Honda. So it's, this is like Street Fighter. Um, who else? What else have we got? Is Bolo Young supposed to be Taekwondo? Just with it being South Korean, that's obviously very stereotypical saying that it's. Yeah, uh, I think some of them you can't work out what style they are because it's so mixed and varied. Um, Obviously, I think there's some karate in there. Um, and there's some mixed mixed martial art, some kickboxing. Um, like you said, I think there's capoeira. Um, should I tell you what's taking so long? Stuck out a window when you weren't looking. He's run away. <laughs> He's run away. Oh, wow, there's three people who wrote this film. Really? Three writers? <laughs> this is one bit I love. Ness. It's just genius in a minute. One minute it was there, the next minute it was gone. Because He's invisible. <laughs> Sir, 
quality. Okay, I'm holiday. <laughs> is it me or is that dude? Was that dude badly dubbed as well? It's funny because he made a lot of his. Um, he made quite a lot of his films, action films, in Hong Kong, didn't he? Flashback time. He's looking at a sword, and the sword brings back memories. Memories of. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. A young Van Damme trying to steal the sword. <laughs> it's amazing. When he's a kid, he talks with a really strong American accent. Oh, no, he doesn't. But he definitely doesn't look anything like Van Damme. See, what I think is really quality. What they decided to do was steal the sword. As soon as somebody came in through the door, they dropped it and ran away. When they could have actually just run away with it and stole it. Oh. That's enough, you guys. Pensive look. Uh, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, his accent's changed from when it came in. He's talking like American. I wasn't going to steal it. Oh. <laughs> We're going to be dear. This child actor is awful and looks nothing like Van Damme. Bloodsport. So, Bloodsport. 1988. That's all for today. Basically, what I wanted to do is use your son as a punching bag. Yeah. So, this is the official synopsis. So, I'm going to read it exactly as it's put here, okay? So, follows Frank's Dukes. An American martial artist serving in the military who decides to leave the army to compete in a martial arts tournament in Hong Kong where fights to the death can occur. So it doesn't say blood sport follows rank, it just says follows Frank Ducks. Okay. Somebody in the user review in 2005 says greatest movie of all time. I need to read this review to you because it's hilarious. 10 out of 10, greatest movie of all time, fighting that is. Honestly, this is my favourite movie of all time. I'm a huge action fan and this movie remains to this day my favourite fighting movie, nay, favourite movie period of all time. <laughs> Granted, there is no good acting and there is no reason for all the splits the man performs, but damn it, the tournament was the greatest in-movie fighting tournament I've ever seen. Never duplicated or approved upon. Yes, they did stereotype everyone in the world, literally. But boy, was it funny. And oh, so entertaining to see how they put the fights together. Greatest fight movie of all time. A perfect cult classic and the ultimate treat for the Van Damme fan. Even though I spent Van Damme wrong. <laughs> Bloodsport cured my mother's cancer. Yes! Amazing! My mother was on the verge of death a few years ago. Boob cancer. 
In her hospital room, there is a TV and a VCR, so I thought to bring her some, some movies. Well, I accidentally brought my copy of Bloodsport along with fried green tomatoes. I left the videos with her, and when I returned to the next day, I was surprised to see her cheering along with Van Damme as he was beating the large Asian man. <laughs> a few days later, she was walking around and trying to form some of the stunts she saw in her favourite movie. I even saw a copy of the fried... <laughs> I even saw the copy of fried green tomatoes in the trash bin. <laughs> Next week, the doctor came to me and said he witnessed a miracle. It seems my mother's cancer had disappeared. She checked out the hospital and told me she had to meet the man who cured of her wicked disease, Van Damme. So me and my mum set out in a beat-up VW bug and headed towards Hollywood. But that's a different story altogether. <laughs> God, he's so slow. So, how old was Van Damme when he made this movie? Let's have a look. So he's 55 now, is Van Damme. And uh, Bloodsport is nearly 30 years old. So he's about 25, I think. So, yeah, this... this um, before we started recording, Ed and I were just having a chat about this movie and... Uh, this is one of the factoids that uh, Ed talked about, and that was the movie was touted as a true story. However, since then, much doubt has arisen about the veracity of Duke's story and how the majority of the martial arts enthusiasts view his accounts of competing secret tournaments as complete fiction, as well as his claims of military service and being an undercover CIA operative. Some have pointed out that he is the only source that these secret tournaments exist and that nobody else has come forward to confirm his story or tell their own version. Still does make a good story. <laughs> well, that's, it doesn't matter that it's a story, does it? it actually adds to it. So, according to... So, Frank Dux was um, the fighting coordinator for the film. And he didn't think that Van Damme was in good enough shape, so he made him train for three months before they even started shooting. Van Damme said those three months were the hardest training of his life. This is despite him being a world champion at the time. Let's look out for Michel, I'm going to say Kisei, who yeah. plays Swan Parades, because he goes on to play Tong Po, yeah. the main villain in Jean Claude Van Damme's Kickboxer. And he was in AWOL as well. He's in AWOL as well? Yeah. Absent without leave. Or to be more precise, Van Damme's brother burns to death in the first few minutes. I think... Um, he's in quite a few of his movies because they actually trained together when they were younger and they came over together. So... Oh, why would you do that to yourself? So, a bit later on in the film, oh, he's showing his strength here. Look at the power. 
looks like he wants to drop his guts there, doesn't he? He certainly does. He's about to squeeze one out now. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, there's obviously a very epic scene later on in the film, which shows um, Frank Ducks breaking the bottom brick of a big pile of bricks. Dimac. So this is obviously fake, and it's based on the uh, Dimakia Death Touch, the legendary move fabled in Chinese martial arts folklore. An acupressure attack where the attacker quickly strikes his opponent several times in sequence, that's very important, up, up, down, down, back, 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 circle, circle, X, Y, triangle. Um, at various points on his body, striking an opponent in this method can result in broken bones, paralysis, painful muscle spasms, or even instant death. Pei Pei Cheng's character Jade Fox uses a paralyzing dim map type attacking crouching tiger hidden dragon. It's also I imagine the same one that uh, the bride uses in Kill Bill. That does sound a little bit creepy, doesn't it? <laughs> I've poured all my knowledge into you. So this is interesting though, so I don't know whether this is true or not, but somebody's put on the trivia for Bloodsport that although uh, Van Damme is noted as a world champion kickboxer on various sites and in publicity or this is not the case at all Van Damme was a karate tournament competitor in his teens but he did not pick up any titles of note or represent his country he had one full contact kickboxing match which he won via first round technical knockout when he landed a roundhouse kick to his opponent's nose his toenails split his opponent's nose and the fight had to be stopped after that, he went to pursue his dream of becoming an actor. Wow, there's at least four Bloodsport sequels. Yes. What's the name of the bloke in that? Um, so, so, just as well, you mentioned AWOL. That's also known as Lionheart. Yep. But, um, so. Robert Mark Kamen. Is that who the other guy is? No, Daniel. That's the, the another one that they're doing at the moment. Daniel Bernhardt. Yeah. Yeah. Video games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have seen this movie twice. Forrest Whitaker! So Bloodsport 2 was made in 1996. Wow, so they waited quite a bit of time. I have seen that movie. And would you rate it uh, 10 like somebody else has put on here? No, give it a 7. 7 sort of 8. It's, it's not too bad. It's funny. I think I've seen the third one as well. Bloodsport 3. Back to Alex Cardo. Pat Morita comes back. Pat Morita's in two of them. They must be made back to back. Wow. 
Wait a minute. See, this is really bad. And this is only thing that you and I would know. But that dude there reminds me of Ben from... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even down to the haircut. I suppose you swap the brummy, swap in a brummy accent. Similar sort of height. Similar sort of known dodgy people. Yeah. Same guy. Um, what the hell? It's the same actor, but in the Bloodsport Four, the Dark Kumite, it changes his name. Still Daniel Bernhardt, but he's Agent John Keller this time. This gets a 1 out of 10 or a half out of 4 awful. Oh, what on earth is that top that Van Damme's wearing? It is ridiculous. Amazing. It's like death warrant apparently. So yeah, when you choose um, blood support on the IMDB you get a wall, blood support which is there must be this new one. Bloodsport 2, Bloodsport 3, Bloodsport 4, Death Warrant. Van Damme plus Van Damme equals double impact. Ganji, <laughs> um, which must be uh, an Indian action film. You get Hard Target, which I think is a much better film than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. I saw the sequel to that the other day. There's a sequel to Hard Target. Yes, Scott Adkins. <laughs> Scott Adkins. I suppose he is like the B movie star of the moment, isn't he? He's kind of like the much, much lesser Jason Statham. <laughs> Probably better martial arts skills but without the charisma or the acting chops. Because if I remember correctly, it's, it's Statham that kills him in uh, Expendables 2, isn't it? Yeah. After Stallone goes mono a mono with Van Damme. I will say, though, the way Van Damme kills um, Liam Hensworth though, is quite amusing. After he promises not to kill him, and just <laughs> kills him anyway. Yeah, so also on here, Highway. I've never even heard of this movie, Highway. No idea. I think it must be an Indian movie. Then you got Kickboxer, the original Kickboxer, which, believe it or not, has. Uh, a Metacritic score of 33 out of 100. I still find the bit uh, hilarious in the original, in Kickboxer, where he goes after his brother's had his back broken by tongue pole. And they just dump him out in the street. <laughs> He's like, what do you do? you got to get to the hospital. got to get to the hospital. And then they take him to the hospital. Oh, my God, no. I want tongue pull. I want tongue pull. Here we go. 
that's tongue po in it. Yeah, it's definitely Ben. Yeah. God, that's so easy. I know. So easy. Do that with my little toe. Yeah, that's that guy there. <laughs> Not Bolo Young, but the other guy. <laughs> maximum risk. Never seen maximum <laughs> Is risk. Is that the one with Van Damme? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Natasha Hensridge. Yeah. That that. That's another one that is quite. It's got some interesting bits in it, but it is bad. <laughs> so let's read the plot. The plot. The plot synopsis of this one. A policeman takes his twin brother's place yeah. <laughs> and inherits his problems, and a beautiful girlfriend is forced to kickbox his way to France, <laughs> to the US. Oh, to, to kickbox his way from France to the to the US, and while and back while playing footsie with the FBI and Russian Mafia. Not just the muscles were the bad, so policemen must find the answers to come to some tough questions, none harder than what the heck is an accordion player doing in a sauna. <laughs> wow. And then you've got Nowhere to Run. Where he plays the escaped convict. Oh wow, Kieran Cook, Kieran Culkin's one of his kids in that movie. Wow, Joe Esther has him of uh, Showgirls and Basic Instinct fame. He's one of the writers of Nowhere to Run. Now this next film is definitely one of his better ones, and definitely deserves better than the higher average rating of five point seven, and that's Sudden Death. Sudden Death is a good is a is a pretty good movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Die Hard in an ice hockey arena, but yeah. it's still really good, and it's got that amazing sequence where he um, deep fries the mascot. Bet is I can knock your teeth out before you hit the floor. <laughs> the girl yeah I mean you ain't got no trouble it's just easier <laughs> I 
Um, so then there's also The Quest. Ah, oh, that film is so brilliantly bad. So. That, that's got um, Michelle Cuisset or whatever his name in it as well, isn't it? It's more importantly, it's got Roger Moore in it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's probably his best performance ever. His eyebrows would have been that particular movie. <laughs> Chris embarks on an odyssey of self-discovery that spans the globe, kidnapped and enslaved by gun smugglers, sold by pirates and thrust into the murky underworld of gambling and kickboxing. Chris's <laughs> journey takes him to a forbidding, uh, a forbidding, rather than a forbidden, a forbidding, Moot Island where deadly martial arts are taught. The colonial splendour of British East Asia, the dank bark alleys of Bangkok, desolates. God almighty, no one ever heard of full stops. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was 1996 he made that yeah. movie. Then actually, I would probably say definitely one of his best films, Time, Time Cop. Cop. That's a great film. It is a really good film. That hurts me just looking at it. Yeah, it hurts me just looking at it. Why would you do splits between two chairs? Why not? Does mean he could take him out of the Kumite right away? He could just run in there and kick him straight in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be over. I think the problem is they, they're up inside. Right, let's take him out of time. I mean... They put aside... It's phenomenal leg power being able yeah. to do what he's doing. So he's basically straddling two chairs and there's no way they had CGI budget big enough for not to do a genuine thing. Now what they might have done is they might have tied the chair legs down so it wouldn't lose his balance. But still phenomenal. And then the other one that's on here, which is um, a bit of a mess but still a good movie, is uh, Universal Soldier. Which has still got the epic twistedness of Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> with his ear necklace <laughs> after he slaughters people in a more and more bonkers fashion. I can't believe Roland Emmerich directed that movie. God, that's 1992 Universal yeah. Soldier. <laughs> I'll to try and find that and watch that again. You can watch three or two, three, four sequels they got on Netflix at the moment. That's what usually happens. You don't usually have a tournament where you get 20 winners. <laughs> well, there might have done different weight classes. Might be a female competition. No, what they should do is it should be. It doesn't matter if you're super heavyweight or lightweight. <laughs> you have to fight one another. Well, this is what happens in this, isn't it? <laughs> it is when you look at it. You get the super, super heavyweights versus the uh, straw weights.
got to say, it's not really a fair contest in some respects, is it? Because when you look at some of them, there ain't no way the scrawny ones would even be able to take out some of the big blokes. I mean, it's like all these things, isn't it? As you know, it's... I remember um, an MMA the DVD that you lent me, which followed the, the Gracie brothers yeah. in Japan, and it had this tiny little guy who permanently got the crap kicked out of him, but he always won every fight he was in, apart from when he lost to Roy Gracie in the final, Royce Gracie in the final. That's Tongpo, isn't it? The one in yeah. the blue. So it'd be, it'd be, if they remade this, what you want is people like Tony Jaa <laughs> oh, and you want, um, <clears throat> I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy from the raid. Oh yeah. You want those type of guys in it as well. Phoenix was a uh, character, a living, breathing man. Here he is on movie scene. How big are those notes? We bleed my own blood. You knocked him out. He ain't gonna get up. And trust me, after you hit him like that, if he gets up, run away. And safety, I wouldn't know that now. Nope. You'd have to rechange the whole platform. But, uh, oh, funny. Young is yeah. built like an awesome. I mean, they've tried to put him with somebody who is similar build to Bruce Lee. Yeah. 
but obviously without any of the skill. Even trying to fight like Bruce Lee. New world record. Yeah, that's the thing for me. It's a new world record, but it's an illegal tournament. <laughs> so where would you find that it's a new world record? Oh, well, you just wouldn't, would you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you got how to lose in. Uh... <laughs> it's about twelve seconds or three seconds. Three seconds. Really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I should have stayed down. Twelve point two seconds. New world record. No, oh, you don't like the look of that. It's no good. <laughs> Not that it's gold tooth. Oh, it's the that gold tooth. That is one strangling looking beard. <laughs> it's a quality beard, that is. Do you reckon I glued that on? Or do you reckon that is yeah. real? Or do you reckon that kid is like 10 years old? <laughs> it's just coming through. I think it's probably a bit of both. <laughs> Eighties music extravaganza. Quality. Gotta admit they're really well choreographed. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey style. It must be really, really physically demanding fighting style to do. that when you look at it that's got to be like an original type kung fu it's like bruce lee said you've got so many moves that lead absolutely nowhere yeah i think his nose broke out after his knee to the face i think you're right <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to fight when you can throw out of the ring? Straight out, ring out. Virtual fight at five. 
the referee, if I remember correctly, isn't he a known fighter? I might get them. I might be getting that mixed up with the Karate Kid. I know in the Karate Kid, the bloke in that he's 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 a world champion and yeah. uh, trained by Bruce Lee, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, well. uh, and um, he's proper ref as well. Hmm. <coughs> Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight. I was watching um, an old WCW pay per view. Yeah, the dog turns its nose up at that. And uh, in the, in this pay per view, it had um, Eric Bischoff, who is the general manager of Nitro, versus Ric Flair. <laughs> And Eric Bischoff is supposed to be this martial artist who knows his karate and all this type of stuff. And anyway, he's being knocked out of the ring and uh, Scott Hall, one of the sort of walking down with him, has been like, he's, he's basically takes out of it by doing a crane kick, saying, why don't you try this move? <laughs> <laughs> this one might work. Try the crane kick. Huh? Needless to say, he lost. Tasers. It's wicked. Do you reckon they got a portable battery somewhere? I think they probably have. <laughs> oh, what? Let's get the cheesy music out. I mean, those guys would never catch him, no. even if he wasn't a fast runner. Just his conditioning is so much better than theirs. So you think that you you'd actually think that as well. I mean, they've been tasked with fetching back. Well, he's in the army. He's a killing machine as well as a martial artist. Why would you send two guys who look like, I don't know, businessmen to go well, and the old, man, back? Can, the old man can hardly run. And I mean, if it came <laughs> down to a physical altercation, they're not going to win, are they? The old band looks like he's going to have a cardiac arrest at any moment. In they go. Hey! Water. Better, better them than me as well. I would never want to go in that river. Then I might get eaten by shark to puss. <laughs> Something like that. Well, I think they'd worry about actually all the infections they could pick up. Ugh! Win. <laughs> totally gross. <laughs> Oh, come on, Frank. 
without leave. Wowzers. We did well, you know, budget to um, returns. The budget for AWOL was $3 million and it made $25 million at the US box office. That's not too bad in the, when it came out, really. Because that all. was written by Van Damme as well. Was it? Yeah. Well, according to the credits of the movie. Oh, yeah. Story by Jean-Paul Van Damme. Yeah, then he did... They had someone called S.M. Warren who did an earlier screenplay. Van Damme obviously played with it and then Van Damme with Sheldon, somebody, the titch, the director. There we go. Gratuitous butt shot. See, that's the only thing I always find wrong with any type of film like this. He's a dedicated martial artist. He's got the old beliefs behind him. He's going to win a tournament that he gets involved with somebody. You wouldn't cloud your judgment like that. You go out there, you'd win that tournament. He so could pick up a woman anywhere happens. he wants again. Uh, once little Jean-Claude starts thinking <laughs> of a big Jean-Claude, then little Jean-Claude's going to win the day. No matter how much training, how much anything else, little Jean-Claude will always overpower big Jean-Claude. But you always get full Van Damme, whichever <laughs> way you go. Music in this film is hilariously amazingly poor. Wow, Billy Blanks is in uh, a wall as well. Billy Blanks. <laughs> I love this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is this for you. <laughs> Don't forget. Oh, I hope we don't have that. <laughs> Come to me trying to get inside information on who to bet on. Yeah, well, that's that's the only thing that doesn't sit quite right as well. It's a secret underground tournament. I'm pretty sure they'd have scoped out who the press was and had uh, people at the door saying, no, you can't come in. Yeah. 
gotta say, there's no doubt about it, Mutai is proper vicious. <laughs> Anything that involves knees and elbows. No, don't fall for your ass yet. The other martial arts film we'll have to do at some point in the future is Best of the Best oh. 2. Yeah, you've got to do the second one. Or we could do Best of the Best 3 or 4. Best of the Best 2. Yeah. <clears throat> do love the quality sound effects though. <laughs> Stand quite got the leg length. Tom Pone's about to get his ass handed to him when he thinks. Yeah. See that's the thing, when you look at it, you can tell the ones who, I know they've probably all got some martial arts training, but when you look at them, yeah. you can tell the ones that are more skilled than the other ones, because when you look at some of the... Ooh, ouch, he's just got his leg broke. Ugh, oh, bone sticking out, bone sticking out. <laughs> that's nasty. When you watch a lot of them, some of the ones you don't know quite as well. When they throw a punch, it's way over the top yeah. of the head. When you watch Bolo Young, he sort of rolls round the punches as they're coming in. They're really close and he just rolls around them, ducks under them. So you can tell the bits that are the ones that have got more skill on yeah. the set. So in other words, if you're gonna draw it, if you're gonna draw him, draw him in the earlier rounds because he's a bit gentler. <laughs> Chong Lee. <laughs> hey, this is ridiculous. These little dudes are no match for. Uh, Bolo Young. <laughs> I always love this fight. It's a brilliant fight, this is. Don't quite get that. You, me, you're going to kill me or am I going to kill you? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> New world record. <laughs> so I mean, as a technique, it's bonkers, isn't it? You've got to be so you'll be so drained doing it. Yeah, I mean, your leg strength's got to be good because it's a lot of jumping. And yeah, it is. Well, you've always staying low, aren't you? Yeah, your quads would be super strong. But you kind of know, <laughs> you kind of know if the uh, sumo guy gets hold of him, it's game over. So now I need to get my abs out. Exactly. See, and in a way for me as well, sometimes this does... I know they like to show all the techniques, all the quality moves that they can do, but really and truthfully, the one slight flaw I find with them... You're up and against an opponent, you've kicked him a couple of times, you haven't done anything to him. So you're not going to go and try and go three rounds with him, you're going to try and do something to take him out as quick as you possibly can, because you know if it goes the distance, you're going to lose. But what you know, no matter what is, let's be honest, one of, that, one of those spin kicks that Van Damme just did a second ago, would have knocked the guy clean out anyway. Oh, he, he doesn't look too happy. Yeah, I think it's over though. We'll be in a minute. That's just, <laughs> that's just unnecessary. That's the full Johnny Cage. you go back and tell your family how you lost? How did you lose? Was it an epic battle? Did you fight to the death? Yeah, it was a really epic battle. This is how I lost my fight. I got punched in the old goonheads. <laughs> it bloody you, you know. <laughs> Quality. That's how I won a fight. That's the start of the tournament. My commitment to you. There we go. Yeah, yeah, you know that's gonna not end well. And and not being funny, really and truthfully, would you give away your fighting tactics to somebody you're gonna have to might have to fight in a couple of rounds? Well, he might be your friend, but friendship is a weakness.
Should've finished him off. <laughs> I've taken this. That says Harley Davidson on it. It's now mine. So I do. F the, the only other thing I do, not quite. It always gets me a bit about this film. Yeah, Chong Lee, he's brutal. But the ref looks at him sometimes when he's done something as if to say, Oh, I'm disgusted with what you've done. But it's full contact. Yeah, exactly. No disqualification. You know, putting somebody's kneecap through the front of their leg, you know. It's distasteful, but he got in the ring knowing what was going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Man, he must have a full-on bleed. <laughs> if it's if he's had his bandages and they've still got the huge blood spot coming straight through. Money to change those. Could get infected. That's the thing, isn't it? You've seen this guy break a brick with his head. And yet. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. He's just told you not to watch. Yeah, Psh, see, told you if you hadn't got involved, wouldn't have none of this trouble. I'll just hope it was worth it for Little Johnson. Exactly. Do I have a clear head, Frank? You hear me, Frank? So I was just doing a bit of reading on Billy Blanks. His record is pretty phenomenal. His martial arts stats, a seven time world karate champion, nationally ranked by Karate Illustrated from 1982 to 1989. Karate Hall of Fame since 1982. 1980 captain of the US Olympic karate team. Of course he didn't go because the US didn't go to the 80 Olympics. Member of the US karate team winning 36 gold medals in international competitions. 
1975 Amateur Athletic Union Champion. And he created Taibo. Yeah. Seventh degree black belt in Taekwondo and a fourth degree black belt in Kung Fu. It's quite scary when you look at the stats of some of the actors of films. So, let's have a look at the other classic. Van Damme's well-regarded and well-known nemesis, Mr. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal after whispering within the lights out. So... Um, apparently, he broke Sean Connery's wristed cigar when he was training him for the film film we've never say never again. <laughs> <laughs> seventh degree, seventh Dan Aikido master. He's, he's a master of Aikido and Kendo, so holds black belts in karate and judo. He was the first, if I remember correctly, he was the first non-Japanese uh, master to open a Aikido dojo in Japan, is that right? To be honest, I'm not too sure a lot on Seagal's back history. I know he's, you know, well regarded in Japan. And he teaches quite a lot of schools and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because we're going to go in there and we're going to stop everybody. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Seventh, seventh degree. Is that the highest, or is there any higher than seventh degree? To be honest with you, mate, it depends what schools you go into. I mean, some schools have tenth degree, but it's dependent because obviously, if you go under old styles and stuff like that, seven, thirteen, eighteen. You'd have to have 28 years in between because you have to do, usually after a black belt, it's one year, you have to wait one year before you can take a first down. Yeah. Two years before you can take a second. That's that's a minimum two years. Three so that two years, years after you've done your black belt or two years after you've done, you've your, done first your first down. down. Each tag represents another year after. You know. Yeah. So... You know, after you've done your sixth dan, you have to wait a minimum of seven years before you can do seventh dan. But that's obviously a lot of styles don't do that. Yeah. 
I give him a bribe and then take it away. I just said, no, you give me the bribe or something. This is interesting as well. He helped, uh, this is Segal, helped train Brazilian mixed martial artist Anderson, and artist Anderson Silva and Lyoto Machida. Silva, who's a former UFC middleweight champion, went to knock out uh, Vita Belfort with a kick in their fight in UF 126. And Makeda also credits him for having perfect the front kick that he used to knock out Randy Couture in UFC Getting down to the nitty gritty, getting down to the last fighters. Now come out with a cheap shots. I've got it, Steve. That's cheap. If I remember correctly, this becomes a big ab kicking contest, yeah. doesn't it? Thing is with it, if you look at it, but it's it's it was a great tactic to start with. Go for his legs, because that's where obviously kickboxers a lot of his moves come from the legs so to start taking them out yeah So I love that though. They, they put up the thing saying who's going to fight next. You know you're fighting. You're the other two fighters there. You know what's coming. Yeah. You do feel sorry for this dude though. Well, you knew you had no chance. But it's, it is like a. a welterweight going against a heavyweight. Yeah. Now you know that the welterweight's gonna land a lot of punches. But it's just not gonna do the damage that you need to. No, you just don't have the weight power.
really have to kill him. <laughs> so amazing, he's completely mute. He doesn't even shout, does he? he doesn't scream. It's the fact that he's got the range look in his face as well. So it's like. Dishonoured everybody, Chong Lee. You are next. Can't gather that because it's the final. Oh shit, he spoke. <laughs> Oh, that'd irritate me having to walk through the sand there. The funniest thing of all would have been there if he'd have jumped down and gone, oh no! That <laughs> oh. did badly. The Dominicamente. As well, some some people they take the money. They don't give them a slip to say they bet on. Ah, uh, that Tatami's got way too much blood on it. Here we go, Tom Pope, we're going to give you a competitive advantage. We're going to put a tablet down your drawers. So I don't get it right, they've been fighting all the way through and now they're changing. He's oh, young, he's just built like a tank. He is. <laughs> Flex those pecs. <laughs> Now you got a bit of snot on, exactly. <laughs> snot on the floor as well. There's the classic pose from the start of the uh, from all the cover art. And I'm springing off the referee.
Oh, first whisky goes into his martial arts as well, isn't he, apparently? Yeah. I suppose when you star in films like this, even if you're not one of the contenders or anything like that, I suppose it, you know, watching people do this stuff, it must get you into a lot of stuff. Right. Even if you don't use it in the way that you, you know, you're not using it for uh, competition, it's an exceptionally good way of getting fit and yeah. healthy. Just down to the sheer flexibility, because that's what you get as much as anything else, isn't it? You, good cardiovascular. <laughs> Tell you what, it's got an iron jaw, any old uh, Chong Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How on earth did he get his leg in that position? There is only one trouble with that though, mate. Either broke his toes. Because they would be flat like that. No, no. Now, as soon as I've never seen this film before, I think he's going to cheat here. I've got a sneaky feeling he's going to cheat. And this is the quality thing. Because he throws that dust and the ref doesn't even see it. Oh no. Oh, that was miles away. Kicking a guts though. <laughs> He's going to go back to his special training that he had when he was a kid. Should have made Chong Lee from North Korea and then all this cheating would have made sense. <laughs> Flashback. Flashback. Cool. We haven't had a proper training montage, so we're just going to put it in now, right into the end sequence. We're going to have a montage. 
Surely by now, Chongli would have pummeled him. Pushed him button and chops. See what would be funny here is. Throws the ref into him and he's just laid him out. Oh, hang on a minute, he's wearing a gi. Mm -hmm. uh, no, he was he's half naked. That looks impressive. It's very, very um, surely easy to counter. Yeah. Trouble is, I mean, it's one of those things. Once you kick above the waist, you lose power because you're having to force your hips to go in a direction it don't like going. Yeah. Jumping spin kicks. Caught him in the back of his foot when in reality what he wants to do is really catch him with his heel. I used to know a guy who used to fight a lot of tournaments. He said he always used to love that, the jumping spin kick. Because everybody wanted to do them. Because it just looks so impressive when you're fighting in tournaments. Oh, he knocks him out with jumping spin kick. So he used to love it. He used to stand there. Wait for him to do jumping spin kick. Because you have to twist your body, he said, take one step back as soon as they land. Whack! Yeah! <laughs> 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 I suppose it's anything like that, isn't it? Step to the side. Yeah. Wait for him to land. Bang! I made him. He won by making him save Uncle. Wicked. I mean, that guy was cross eyed before you and got hit in the head. <laughs> Bit of bromance. <gasps> Don't call because it won't be there. Exactly. <laughs> I love you, my friend. Oh, bromance. Definite bromance. Oh, I even kissed him. That's even worse. The warriors. Just give him the look. Yeah, I know. The silent look. The silent nod. Wicked. It's not the American version of Del Boy and Rodney looking at that player, <laughs> isn't it? Come on, you guys, I'm on the plane, I'm waiting for you.
Yes. And now we're going to put you in prison because you went AWOL. Some facts. This motion is based on the true events of the life of Frank W. Dukes. The fact that his name is the only bit that's true. <laughs> I know we are, Heavyweight. Three point two seconds. Oh, so with it, fastest kick with a knockout, seventy-two miles an hour. My car it doesn't even go seventy-two miles an hour. Most consecutive knockouts in a single tournament, fifty-six. So fifty-six fights. Ninjutsu system. Dukes. So, um, blood sport out of ten. What would you give it then, buddy? I give it seven and a half, just because I think I think the martial arts is really well choreographed. I like the tournament section. I know it's a bit cheesy in places. I do like some of the cheesiness of. Uh, Hammer and Rawlins, they just bring comic genius to the... They are two total jabronis, there's no doubt about that. Um, to be honest with you, it probably holds up quite well in the tournament fighting section, because I must imagine a lot of tournaments are like that anyway, yeah. in fighting things, but, you know, the store is a little bit weak. But, what about you, mate? Um, I think if I was if I was scoring the the fight sequences, I would probably give it a nine. But the rest of the plot around it <laughs> is terrible, and that's probably worth a two. So <laughs> I would probably give it six and a yeah. half, seven. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think it's one of those sorts of films that you know don't go out of your way to watch it. Yeah. But if it comes up or you get a chance to see it. You know, it's worth having on. It's if you're gonna go and watch a, a, a number of uh, martial arts films, and you were getting, you were looking at American martial arts films, so we're not talking about the Hong Kong stuff. It, it's one of those ones that you would watch. Yeah. Because it's a, one of the better quality ones. I mean, if you think about the American ones, I would include Enter the Dragon in the American ones because mm. it, even though it stars Bruce Lee, it is an American production, unlike some of the other films that we talked about earlier like Way of the Dragon Fists of Fury those are Hong Kong productions and I would treat them slightly separately but I think it it holds up fine in that in that scenario is it as good as a Karate Kid? No but the martial arts are better than the Karate yeah. Kid um, so yeah that's where I would put it I think you look at it I mean a lot of it is
um, around that time, obviously, because you had the Hong Kong classics, martial art films come in, started showing the Western world yeah. martial arts. Of course, there was a big influx of films. We've got to get some martial arts films out there. People love this. And of course, it did inspire, I'd say, a generation to go out there and learn martial arts and get in there. Yeah. So. Cool. Right then. So that is the end of this week's show. We'll uh, be back next week. And... can't remember what did we say we were going to do we're going to, is it going to be Blade yeah I it's think Blade. it's Blade next week so we're going to do Blade next week which is definitely a kick ass superhero 100%. movie um, so until next week we'll see you later goodbye goodbye